turning. All right, there it is. What's up, George? What's going on in the House of Craze tonight? We have a lot going on in the House of Craze tonight. Tonight we are going to be talking to Mr. Ilarian Stark. Oh. <laughs> and we're going to be talking... <laughs> Jesus Christ, I got messed up over here. <laughs> and we're going to be talking to him about Universal. We're also going to be doing a Get Your Mets segment. How much freedom do indie creators really have? Let's just go. Let's just go. Yeah, this guy's a hot mess tonight. Let's get it. We are the only show for independence all around. Giving you a platform to spread your word all over town. Cast the craze is the place to promote to your fans. With the dream of Medina and Sam the Crazy Man. Subscribe to our show and never miss an episode. To get your mans, listen to us on the go. Updated every week, we never miss a day. Join the squad, come on in. It's time to catch the craze. If you are an independent, catch the craze. Making moves on your own, catch the craze. On your grind in the streets, catch the craze. Join the movement, catch the craze. <laughs> <laughs> George, we did it again. Come on now. Now you want to do it. Catch the craze. Welcome to Catch the Craze Podcast. I'm your host with the moose, the crazy man, Vera. And I am with George, the dreamer, Madina. Wow, what a mess. That was a mess at the beginning. Thank you, yeah. everyone, for yes. <laughs> welcome to another exciting episode, Lou. Another exciting episode, Gilly Gill, of Catch the Craze. We are live. It is Tuesday, June twenty seventh. Damn, dog! Almost the end of June. We're heading into July. Fourth yeah, of July man. is next week. Fourth of July is next week. Crazy. So, huh? uh, but we are coming to you live tonight. We have a very good guest. Let me clean this up a little bit. Uh, Why don't you clean have, this up? We have, we have a very, very very interesting guest tonight, Ilarian Stark. Love the name. He's got uh, the Universum. It's on globalcomics.com. And it looks like it's it's a whole, uh, I want to say a universe almost of uh, characters, it looks like. So we're going to be talking to him. Uh, hey, there's Mr. Ryan Medina. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. What up, Dad? And um, yeah, so we're going to be talking to, to him tonight. And yeah. we're also going to be talking about, you know, how much freedom do indie creators really have? You know, we're going to be Word. discussing that a little bit. We'd Word. like to hear your thoughts. Plus, we have some announcements, obviously, about what's going on in the House of Craze and with the stuff that we're doing. So I'm going to hand it off to you, Sammy. How you doing, brother? I'm doing, man. I'm doing. Burning yeah. both ends of the candle. I'm doing. But, yeah. uh, you know, trying to survive. You know, so uh, if anybody's out there who's, um, you know, been waiting for the next Crazy 10 or less, I've been busy, unfortunately, uh-huh. with work. Um, and the new video on the art channel, um, work has been tying me up. Um, and uh, so I've just five, been. Kid, yeah. Nine to five. It's been crazy. Um, yeah, I've been busy with all that stuff. And uh, so. Um, dang, the last time I was here, you were at a thousand subs. Look at you now. Hey, what's up, David? Hey, His ass. What up? Yeah, no, uh, they, they said it's supposed to get better after a thousand, so it looks like it is. But uh, yeah, so thank you. Up. I do appreciate everybody. But, you know, um, a lot of things coming up. I'm still waiting. I just freaking sent another email to Comics Wellspring saying, where's my stuff? I already approved the proof a couple of weeks ago. So I'm waiting for the proofs to come in so I can start sending the Kickstarters out to everybody out there. If you don't know, Duty's in a comic strip, published by a kid in a comic. So Duty is, um, I have a contract for seven strips. I already submitted four. Um, and it's um, uh, available at a akidinacomic.com. If you haven't visited their website, akidinacomic.com. Right. It's a newspaper comic strip with tons of comics by tons of fantastic industry artists and t- activities and puzzles and all that other stuff. So that's exciting. And it's been hitting stores nationwide. And there's some more stuff to come with that. But um, it comes out whatever every every I think every month um, for wow. seven months wow. uh, at least for, for, for with my contract and uh, I did get the proofs a few weeks ago for the graphic novel for Disney in my toilet which what? is pretty pretty dope um, I'm excited about this and for issue number five as well so um, those were the proofs 
I've been working on issue six with a expected Kickstarter launch date of October. Um, so that's going, but, um, and then I'm getting ready for, um, my appearances in, in, in August. I got, uh, two, two appearances. I'll be at the Denton comic art exposition, um, in Denton, Texas. And then after that, I'll be doing a book signing at collected comics for the grand opening of their newest store. Um, and I'll be there with a bunch of, um, people like, uh, Ben Dunn and, and Paul Gomez. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But the big, 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 big news for all you artists out there, for the big news, it's time to get your duty on. You know, do you like to draw funny stuff and comedy and aliens and all that stuff? Well, let's see what you got. So I'm holding a contest, draw duty contest, and uh, the winner will be awarded $100, one month free promotion on Castle Creek's podcast, a one-on-one interview on the show, plus your, your your work and your bio will be featured in a book number six of There's an Alien in My Toilet. Um, so it's pretty, pretty dope. All you have to do is go here to um, dutiesworld.com. And when you get to dutiesworld.com, you click on uh, enter the contest details. And it'll take you to this page. And it has all the details. Basically, it's draw duty and one of the characters from the series in a dramatic comedic scene. Um, any tr- medium of choice, no AI. So it's got to be your artwork, no AI. Um, and uh, deadline is August 1st to have your submissions in. The, the winners will be um, announced in August live on Cast a Craze. Um, as I receive the entries, they'll be posted on dutiesworld.com. Um, and there'll be a chance for everybody to vote as well. Uh, and uh, it's pretty pretty dope. So there's specific guidelines on to how to submit this stuff, um, where to submit it. So I suggest that you go to the website, look up all that information. I've already started receiving some submissions. So I'm excited about that. Um, but again, remember just um, follow the directions uh, and it will be judged on um, your ability to capture the essence of duty um, in a comedic dramatic scene. Uh, so it's pretty, pretty dope. I'm so, all right. So hold on. So let me, let me see. So you draw duty uh-huh. and another character from the yep. book. From yes. the series, so yes. the dad, the son, yes. uh, Herman, and just those characters specifically. Yes. So, oh, and okay. if you go, if you click here for references, if you click oh, here, it'll take you, you to the character designs. Um, so you'll get to see what the references are and who the characters are and all that stuff. And you can pick whatever character you want. Oh, um, what you clicked it. I want to see. No, that. I was just wasn't he? I can't wait to see them. Yes, and I and I think I think Lou is entering too, right? All right, um, Lou. So, yes. So, so wait, yeah. you don't have the designs on there. I haven't posted. No, I just started oh, getting. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah if you click yeah, here, here, it'll take you. Oh, and then okay. you just start going down. You got a lot of different references of duty. Nice. Um, and then nice. you you go down. You'll see some of the characters like three D. You got the Emperor. You got uh, Poo Poo. You got um, uh, Agent Doe. You got a bunch of characters and okay. references. So you can choose from um, for the series. Any one of those characters will do. Um, but again, it's got to be duty in one of the characters. Um, and it's just now, have fun. Can you draw duty and say, for example, duty as somebody else in the same scene? Can you have, can you clone him? Uh, just tell it to me like I was two years old. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> so you know how you have, you had, uh, you had duty there as, for example, uh, Captain Caveman. Uh-huh. All right. So can you then draw duty and duty as Captain Caveman in the same scene doing something funny or dramatic? No, it's gotta be duty in one of my characters, not somebody, not not as. Okay, that's what yeah. I'm clarifying. Yeah, because yeah. on that page you see him as because you know he's the cop. Yeah, it's just really giving you so a different you point of references of duty and how he okay. meshes up. But um, yeah, so you have a different poses and angles of duty. Uh, so it's pretty fun. So it's an opportunity. Number one, you get a whole month of free exposure on Cast the Craze, a one-on-one in- interview, plus you get featured in the book, and you get $100 for the winner. And for all the other entries, you'll you'll also um, – everybody will get a chance to get interviewed on Cast the Craze, who enters, and they will have their uh, the image and their name also in the book. Um, not, not as a feature, but all together. Uh, so – uh, and with their link to their social handles. So w- all your submissions, when you submit it, make sure you submit it with your social handles because when I post it on the website, I'll have a link directing directly to your whatever website or social media you want it to go to. Roger that, roger that. All right, good stuff, man, good stuff. 
Yeah, so join, join today. <laughs> duty interacting with duty. Exactly, right? That's what I'm talking about. But no, it's got to yeah. be a different character. Uh, Luke, can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait too. Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. Yes, yes. That's awesome, my brother. I think, That's awesome. Why is this? I think my entry is already. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what it is? Because that's what I found out. I had a couple of people reach out to me. I was like, they never went to the website. I said, I, I put the link. Go to the website. See what it is. See the instructions. You, you, you got to understand, Sam. You, 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 when you put all that writing, pe you know, people are not going to read every single thing. I didn't put got, all that writing. You got to make it nice and simple. You know look, what I'm saying? Look, nice and simple. Look, you're some you of look, them. I'm telling you. I, I got, I mean, listen. I, I'm easily confused, I must admit. But seeing a few images of duty makes me think, yo, I, if I can draw duty as this, interacting with duty, I'm good to go. But you're saying, no, it's got to be duty and a separate character. Yeah, so duty. I'm going to show you gotcha. something. I'm going to show you something. Uh oh. So uh -oh. it says, hey, all, thought I'd share some amazing opportunities with some, some De Niro and lots more. Time to get your duty on it. We're big. Details here. Click the link. That's it. Bang. Right. Click you know. Let's, let, let's see it. Let's see that Click link. Click the link. Let's huh? see how long the next link is. Just for, just for just for blanks and oh. giggles. Let's just see that. Damn. Oh, look at all that. You think I'm going to read all those details? Well, but, well yo, I thought you to walk through life being dumb or you're going to read. No, no, no. It's not about being dumb. It's, it's about like, being what the lazy. hell? There's a difference between being dumb and lazy. I'm no, lazy. No. So. The one that I'm doing... Has to be done regardless. The, oh, snaps. Now you got me excited. Now you got me I excited. Think, I think you got to oh, soften crazy. that the reins a little bit, bro. I think if, if they draw duty as a as a clone of himself, I think that counts. Because he is the ultimate cosplayer, bro. Uh, when you do when you do a contest, you can create all the rules you want. <laughs> so that's how it is. That's it. I'm not changing it up because it's because people yeah. already started submitting. I'm not changing it up already because yeah, it's dude. not fair to them. So I'm just leaving it as is. And that's mm -hmm. the way it goes. Damn. That's just the way it is. Getting all tested. Some Jesus people never Christ. change. See, guys? See that's how just he gets, the way it is. He gets, he gets a nine-to-five job, and he gets all stressed <laughs> out. Look at the beard. You're getting the white and the beard. Look at this. Look at the you white, bro. As a youngster. Look, Look at, at you. This, you're getting bro. all excited and stuff. Jesus. Yo, right. bro. Let's go. Let's go to what I got to do here. Wait, let's, you, let's you start, Hold on. Let's start a little bit with... Uh, with uh, what'd you say? <laughs> I was gonna mute your mic. What? You <laughs> um, no. So Russ five three seven seven is now on any one world. So I had a nice little uh, you know, Instagram live with Mr. Hades himself earlier today. Big shout out to Ryan Medina and uh, Lupin who was there today. Thank you very much, guys, for coming on. And we were talking about Russ five three seven seven coming to the any one world platform. So the digital. Uh, copy of issue number one is on the website and we were, we're releasing it tomorrow but you know Paul got excited he said yo George it's on right now so big shout out to to Paul Hayden and LA Cunningham who hooked that up so if you guys go to anyoneworld.com right now you can pick up the first issue it's there the, the digital issues there so pick it up read it let me know what you think so that's exciting news thank you so much again for it and I hope you guys enjoy the book so go there and check it out the digital copies are there now. Also, on Wednesday, July 19th, from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., meet the team of Designated, which is a comic book created by Mr. Mark Torres, as pictured there. In the Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. That's right. My man's been working on this for 30 years. 30 uh. hard, long years. So finally, his book is out. He's doing a book uh, signing on that day. Uh, not yet. Not yet, Daph. Not yet. That's coming. So... Um, so yeah, so go there. It's gonna. It's in uh, Flushing. It's in Flushing, Queens. The store is Royal Collectibles. So go check it out. 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. on July 19th. That is a Wednesday. So we're very excited that we're gonna do that. Big shout out to him. He's been working on that a long time. I'm here pretending to be Hades. He's probably fell asleep. It's one o'clock in the uh, across the pond over there. So uh, big yeah, shout out to you guys. Out. Thank you so much for the love. Yes. So that's happening. What else is going on, Sam? Um, Oh, what else is going on? I got this book. I can't wait to dive into it. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild um, art of book. It yeah. is it is thick. It is dope. I can't yeah. wait to I can't wait to get in this. Oh. It's like it's fantastic, bro. That's big time. Big time. You know me. I'm I'm a big uh, art of book guy. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, and so I'm excited <clears throat> about this one. I'm gonna have a few more announcements to make uh, for the later on this year because I got some stuff coming up this year. So Daphne made a, made a comment about that. That's coming soon. And I'm also going to be 
doing a little writing, a little writing for, uh, for ASAP Imagination. One of their titles is called Dead of Night. And I'm very excited about that. I'm going to be writing issues two through four. So that's going to be cool. We're going to be doing that. So, yeah, it's a bunch of stuff, man. It's a bunch of stuff. But speaking of indies, Sam, what about go to a little. <clears throat> what about segment. those? What about them peoples? <clears throat> How much freedom do indie creators really have? Mm. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. That was evil. Well, so, Sam, how many times? And, I, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. You know, I, I love the fact that we're indie creators because we, are, we can write and draw and create whatever we want. Word. We have the freedom to yes. do this, right? Until... Uh-oh. Until Uh-oh. we decide we want to sell these bad boys. We want to make some money off of our creations. We want to, we want to you know, send it out and the masses are going to love it and buy it and, and, and they take it off the shelves. Then our freedoms start getting a little smaller and smaller and smaller. See, better because now you have to make sure that the masses love it. Or maybe you want the masses to love it because you want to make a little money, right? Then you, you talk about, okay, well, how long is this book going to be? Because if I'm going to print it, as much as my self-imposed deadlines <laughs> allow me. Hey, Lord. So, yes, what happens when you wrote a 192-page story, but printing that story is going to cost you, I don't know, $10 a book, $15, $20 a book, you know, depending on, on, on who you're going through? What happens then? Do you then trim it down so that you can afford to print it because otherwise it'll never get out? Or do you go digital and say, who cares? Because it's just going to go digital. Well, what, what do you think, Sam? How much freedom do indie creators really have? I think you have the freedom to create. But I think in today's society, um, when you want to commercialize your property, uh, that freedom comes at a cost, right? And that means sometimes you have to tailor things, especially if you're trying to pitch it to a publisher. It might not, the publisher might say, you need to change this, change that, change that. So that freedom starts going away, right? So all of those creative liberties that you had in the beginning might be stripped down. You know, um, you know, I was, I was, I was watching um, an interview with um, Jim Davis, right? And he was talking about how initially the mothers didn't approve of Garfield, right? And um, they just thought it was, he's, it was very negative and, 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 sending a bad message to the kids. But as other things started coming into being introduced, um, whether it was, you know, the Simpsons, whether it was mm -hmm. South park, what, all these other things, Garfield became the, the comic strip of choice for mothers because they felt it was the safest bet, right? Mm -hmm. Because now, you know, the shock factors started changing, right. And the world started changing, yeah. right. So, in the beginning, it affected his sales. And then once the mother started buying into it, the, it just started propelling and all these other things started coming, right? So I think um, I think the world will determine whether or not you have the freedoms you think you have um, and what you do with that information and how they, and how that, it, it all depends. You know, do you sacrifice your creative liberties to, to make money and get your stuff out there? Or do you stand by your laurels and you say, you know what, I'm going to hold firm um, but that means that you you no longer have the free range that you thought you did when you were just creating in the in the in, in the house. So I think it all depends on where you are in the scheme of things. And and once you start, once people start having to put their money out, that's when your your freedom changes. Yeah, I, I also think that when we first start, right, we have this idea that oh man, I'm just going to write this because it, it's a story I want to write, and you write it and you put it and you try to put it out. You realize maybe it's not selling as well as you thought it was going to sell. Then you go and maybe you create something else. And But I think that our freedom to create and our freedom, you know, as an indie creator, kind of um, you, you, you gain more freedom as your name becomes more popular. So, for example, somebody like Brian Polito, right? He can write whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants at this point because his fan base is going to buy it, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane at this point, can you know poop on a piece of paper and sell it and they'll buy it and, and sell it and it'll sell right so i think once once you create that name then you, you it's almost like you get your freedom back because then you can create like you wanted to create 
until then, if, if you want to, again, if you want to sell your product, there are certain things you got to abide by. And, and you don't have to, you don't have to, right? You still, you can, you can choose whatever you want to do. But I think if you want to sell your book or if you want your book to, to you know, make it into a publisher's hands and, th and that publisher is going to post it, you're going to have to kind of like, you know, give up some of those freedoms until you make it. Yeah, you, you brought up an interesting point because I'm thinking about the world today, right? So Tom McFarlane, right? Um, think about this from just the, the all the things that we're going through in society right now with the racial implications, right? And it, imagine he introduced Spawn today and he's a non-African-American creating a story about an African-American hero. Would he have the same? Right, yeah. Good, good question, yeah. Back then, right? right. Because it wasn't a conversation back then, right? It was it was about the comic book and the, the character and all that stuff. Today, it'd be a different conversation. Would he have to have changed the character because of what's happening in society? So I think that's some. Those are the things that we have to consider when when we are thinking about our projects. Where does it fit in the scheme of things? Is it is it going to get resistance? Um, you know, uh, and am I willing to muscle through that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. And I think uh, Lori had here, I've definitely shut some doors because I wanted to do things a certain way. And walking through those doors meant I couldn't, but it tends to lessen the reach. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and that's that's part of that, that that creative freedom, right? And, and like you said, Sam, we are free to create. That's not that's never going to stop. That, that freedom doesn't go away. You are free to create. But I think that when we talk about, oh, man, I love, I love doing this because I can write whatever I want and I can, you know, and I can do whatever I want. And you can, but once you want to monetize that, it becomes a little harder to 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 do that to do in things. in any field because think about it. Joe Rogan's been doing podcasts since '05, right? And there was no problem, and he was bigger than life. But the moment he started having people on his show that were not popular with the left or the right, then everybody came down on him, right? But the moment he had an opinion about something, every so now his freedom to be who he was from the onset because he was the same Joe Rogan from '05 than he was now things change, right? So I think those are the things you have to consider. And, um, you know, not everybody's going to have the capital yeah. or the reach or the support that someone like a Joe Rogan would have. So you, when, you, when you're starting out, there's going to be some things that you're going to have to um, sacrifice uh, in order to get your name out there and build that reputation. Always oh, brave right. not to compromise your art, even if it makes it harder. I admire that dedication. Yeah. I mean, I think Look, <clears throat> you're always going to have a critic, right? I think it just gets more challenging when it's time to now um, get into stores because all you need is um, somebody to say that you're, you have you're done something. Yeah, and then it just changed the whole dynamic of that. Yeah. Is it the, the, the question creators have to ask is, are you creating a product that you that Or are you creating art? Oh, yeah. And once you and make, you make the decision, decision, yeah. The consequences, exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. Hey lads, popping in to say, hey, what up, man? All right, big shout out to them. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I, you know, I thought it was an interesting discussion to have, you know, because we, we have to be realistic about what and and exactly what Daphne said. You have to make the decision, right? Is it a product or is it art? What is it? It can't be yeah. both. <laughs> it, yeah. can't, it can't be. You know, in your mind, it's both, right? But it, realistically, you it, you have to choose. Yeah. Is it product or is it art? And am I willing to change that art? To make it a product that people will buy and is it something that you'll stand stand tall with you know what i mean yeah. you love what you're doing yeah. is there a purpose for what you're doing um you know is it in line with your your overarching goals um and if you can say yes to all that then who cares right i don't create art i sell myself that may be too much Fifteen <laughs> dollar <laughs> 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 right. So, right, right. And uh, yeah, so again, you know, it's like you gotta you gotta make a decision. Like there was a point even in this journey, right? We've been in the game for a minute. There's yeah. a point in this journey where I said, you know what, this is what I'm gonna do for the foreseeable future. And right, wrong, or indifferent, you you you're you're part of you you join me on the train, or you don't join me on the train, but I'm gonna <laughs> do this project and I'm gonna stick with it because I love this project dearly and I love this character, and I'm fine with the outcome. But it's going to be on my terms, right? So, um, and the and speaking of that, David, what what do you say? Uh, they have a website for that. Um, <laughs> so, I've had I've been approached multiple times, but I won't compromise. 
So there's some things that it just won't compromise. So yeah, like like uh, um, Cunningham said, it's some doors are closed, means it limits your reach. But I can sleep at night saying I'm not going to compromise um, my character, um, my storyline, my my integrity, um, just to make a quick buck. You know what I mean? It's for me. It's really I want to do this long term. So the day will come when the stars and moon align. When that comes, you know, no one can tell. I'm just going to keep grinding and, and having fun doing what I'm doing. And that's, that's the only message I can say to anybody else. But, you gotta, you know, uh, unless you just you just want that quick book and you don't care how you alter the character or whatever you have to do, then that's a different story. Um, but if this is something that you're passionate, it's a passion project and you, you believe in it, be prepared because there might be some things that you're going to have to deal with and, and questions you're going to have to answer. I think timing also has a lot to do with that too. Charlie Williams, what up, brother? But that's a good thing that we're in time in time frame. We have more control over our creation and content. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, you know that's where I was going with the time. Like timing is everything, right? Like when you think about some of the things that come out, they come out at the right time. You yeah. know, like you said, Todd McFarlane, you know, creating that character back in the '90s. You know, here's a white man creating a black character. Nobody better than I. You know, what I mean, I, I don't think. I mean. I don't know if most people knew he was he was black. I mean, when it first came out, you know, they just saw this cool ass character and they were like, "Yo, this is dope," you know. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and and that 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 that's an example that I want to talk about was the turtles, right? When you look at the original comics of the turtles, they were a lot darker than 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 what we saw. Well, what I remember seeing in the cartoons of the late '80s, early '90s, you know what I mean? So they obviously changed some things to to get the exposure that they wanted. So yeah. again, you gotta you gotta decide. Do, do I want to do that? I don't want to be that guy. But once corpos get involved with the project, you probably lose control. Reason I'm an indie creator now and not a corporate wage earner anymore. Exactly, and that's exactly Absolutely. my point. You know, it's um uh, I've had a lot of different options um in the past year and a half, and for me, it's I look back and I say I know what I want and I know what I don't want. So I'm I'm good I'm good here, and 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 you got to be okay with saying no. You know, it's like, it's, it's, that's the hard part, right? It's like, damn, right. But I'm like, no, no, because, you know, I know what I want. And I think that's what it is. You got to know, you got to answer the question for yourself. What do you want? What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to give up? Um, you know, and, uh, and then stick to it. You know, don't, don't flip flop, just stick to it. And, um, you know, your day will come. I think I, I truly believe that, you know, the universe compliments you one way or the other, you know, hard work, you know, pays off long-term. It's just, you know, you just don't decide when. Um, you just got to keep putting out the content and, and doing what you do and have and the best thing is just have fun. If you can't have fun doing it, then, you know, why even do it at all? You know, it's like I sit down when I did drawing, I, I laugh out loud to myself and I'm having fun, you know, just telling his story. That's that's worth more than gold, bro. I mean, laughter goes a long way and, I, and, you, and you just got to be passionate about it, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. I who was I was watching a video with um what's his name? Um Benitez, Joey Benitez, Joe Benitez and um David Finch. I think that's his name, right? The anchor, the illustrator, right? So they were talking about um, um Benitez was saying how he doesn't like to do um the the interior pages. He loves just doing covers and pinups. He goes, the interiors work for him, right? Yeah, but he yeah. has to do it. But he it feels like work where he has the most fun is doing the other part, right? So it's like you know you got to figure out. But that's the sacrifice he's made to be in the game and make comics, right? And you're talking about um, been a corporate wage earner for 25 years. I'm so ready to break free and do my yeah. I hear you, brother. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's so hard to break free from that, man. It is. It's I mean, so I just hard. went back, you know, that 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 18 months that I had as a brokepreneur, it was it was liberating, bro. Yeah. Right. But the reality came then, you know, I the know. Run, the well ran dry. I needed to go back. And, yeah. you know, because of my experience in, in, in the business, I go in at a high level and the demand on my time is extreme. So I'm tired now when I come home. I'm not putting out the same amount of pages when I come home. You know, I'm, I'm maybe doing two pages a week where before I was doing five a, a week, six a week. Right. And you know the show. I mean? And yeah. the, the drawing and, show live, right? Like, yeah. Yes. It was just and the podcast and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, you know, so it's it like, more. so those are the, those are yeah. the things, right? Um, yeah. I wish I could just do it hundred percent full time. I had a taste of it and it was the best thing in the world. And um, you know, but 
And but you know the reality is you know you know we all have to pay the bills and and that and that that right there is why it's so hard to say no sometimes. Yeah. When people come over and say, "Hey, we'll give you this much for that," you yeah. know that reason right there because of that that freedom you you had right and, and if you could just make if you could just make a living doing that that would be the best. So sometimes it's so hard to say no to that you know to that temptation and take the check. It is it is because I had yeah. some really you know but I'm like but when I looked at it I was giving everything I was giving too much away and I was like no um, yeah. you know I I want to have I want to have if I'm going to enter the game into the commercial arena where now that with an organization that has the reach and being able to do support my project holistically then i want to be able to have generational income right if the life of the the project there has to be money coming in i'm not selling off the rights um and that's what most people want they want they want to just remove you from the scene and just take the rights or whatever and give you a little check and then you think you're okay yeah. no and um uh, so it's like i want my stake in the game i want creative control i want you know whatever is consulting whatever it is but and until that it may never happen but at least i know that you know and i think in, in life you got to stand for something and so for me it's like you know what i protected my brand i protected my my character i know there's an audience out there i i, I meet them all the time one day the audience will speak up for me and and then that that, that demand will translate but you just got to keep going so anybody out there you know, st stick to your game. I mean, you know, same thing. I say to, you know, I, I love what um, Daphne and JD produce, right? Mm -hmm. Stick to your game. They control the direction of their brands, of their properties, their IPs. Just stay focused. You know, they're building, they're, they're cultivating a fan base. They're building a nice little empire. But, you know, one brick at a time, you know, just one brick at a time. And that's the way to do it. It, does, it takes time, man. It, it, it takes time and, and, and experience, right? Like, I think, I think if we could talk to our younger selves and we can say that to them what we know now, it'd be a whole different ballgame, you know? It would be a whole, and I uh, think it would move faster because now we know. It, you know, it's, it's just the way life is, man. It's just the way life is. But I think, I think when we talk about the freedom that we have as indie, it's great, right? It's great to think, you know, that we can, because we do have the freedom to create. It's when we have to decide, and like Daphne put it very well there, product or art what's it going to be you know yeah. if, if it be, once it becomes a product the freedom that you have with that product you know now i don't want to say it goes away but it, it gets limited yeah it gets limited because you know like people mentioned you know the corporations they they think they know better it, it happens to a lot of these movies it happens to a lot of these marvel yes. dc movies when they flop usually it's because the corporations got involved and say we need to do this and we need to yes. do that and we need to put this in well, there and we need to put that in. Yeah, there. a lot. Yeah, again, and I hear in and this is where like from my my opinion it's not a very popular opinion, <laughs> um, but my opinion is don't get caught up in what's in, in what's happening in society because society right now is very toxic. Tell the story. Just tell Batman's story. Just tell Superman's story. Just tell, just tell hero stories and right. action and event. People just people want to escape, escape what's happening us, in society. Yeah, let us escape. They don't yep. want you to rub it in their faces on all the things that's happening. They want to escape. Wrong, you know what I'm right. saying? What's up, Andy? Just suck. What's up? Yo, what up, Sal? What's up? Yeah, yeah brand identity is. not only important; it definitely defines our freedom to create. Yes, and generate revenue. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. I agree. I and that. uh, so that's what I'm saying. It's like. Don't bring the politics to your your your, your project, right? And leave that out. You know, the reason why people want to read books is because they want to escape. The people want people to go to the movies because they want to escape. They want to escape from the, what's happening in the world. It's so toxic when you put on the news. It's so disheartening, right? Why do you want to have it in the book? No, I see it every day. That's And that's why the sales have gotten down. So you've turned away a lot of people yeah. because, like, I don't want this. And I agree with you, Sam. I, I think if the story is about that, then that's what the story is about. But yes. it was, if it was never about those political issues, don't inject them into that story yeah. just because you think that that's the message you want to send out. You want to you want to send a message, create something completely different, and yeah. make that and, and and send that message out. That's, just to be just to don't, be don't politically correct or yeah. socially relevant. That's like don't inject stop. it. Yeah, don't you know, it's like look at all these things, these movements that come and gone. Right? They start off with popular, and then they, they then it becomes this other thing, and then there's this turmoil, and there's, you know what? Just let let it phase out. Yeah. What's happening? Let it phase out. But I think we want as as creators and as observers and 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 and. Uh, fans of the arts, 
We want a reason to forget where we are and just to go somewhere else and have fun for that moment. Yeah, mindless, mindless detainment, bro. Kevin Smith tells a great story about mole rats. It's what happens when you get you let the corporate uh, hacks dictate your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. Word. Hey Sam, are we? Are we? Are we no, our guest, our guest hasn't showed up, so we're oh, going to okay. continue so this we're conversation. Gonna we're going to keep rocking. We're going right. to keep rocking. Yeah. So, um, um, uh, yeah, no, that happens sometimes too. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us tonight. Yeah. No, we're yeah. I appreciate. Talking. I appreciate all of you guys for joining us. I miss you right. guys. Um, you know, <laughs> <I miss> you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I've been working so hard. I've been so disconnected. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm always grinding, and it's like, it's like, it's a lonely world. Do you think? that it's because the idea of what is trending has more weight over originality when it comes to creating? You know, that, that's, that's a good question, dude. Like, I, I feel like when you're pitching something to the corporations, to them, you always have to give them, it's this meets that, right? They want you to be original, but give us your pitch and they want to hear it's this meets that. And once you get that, I think you have kind of trouble with the originality because now it's like, it sounds like something else and that's what yeah. you're trying to sell is something else. Cause that's what yeah. they want to hear. They want to know that it can sell. So it has to be that meets that. And once that happens, dude, like the originality kind of goes away. What, what did Daphne say? She said, I think that's why I like writing wow. about medieval times when I don't want to deal we with real life. life. Yeah. And I think to answer your question, Charlie, I think what happens is there's that, um, um, the relatable syndrome, right? I relate, you know, it's, here's what happens with trends, right? So, and it happens in, in the corporate settings, right? So you have somebody who's an acquisitions guy, right? And he brings in a new IP, right? And it pops off. Now, everybody on that group is getting pressure from the heads saying, yo, where's yours? So they try to bring something similar. The competition wants to get something simpler and ride the coattail of what's trending, right? So then the people with the original content that's different from that, they're not going to get looked because everyone's trying to ride that wave of what's moving right now. So what you could have the next best thing, which is totally different, but you're going to get overlooked, overshadowed by they want, you know, sure Monsters thing. Incorporated. Yeah, so they sure want thing. someone else wants a monster series. Right. You know, it's like goosebumps and this and that. So I think that's what happens. Um, um, and so you it, it's it, that's why I say it's always about timing and you got to find the best ones are the ones who are looking for the gems they're not looking for what's trending they're looking for the next trend those are the best talent acquisitions um um people that you and they're hard to find right they're, those are the ones who are just like they know that they're going they're going to go they're going to walk the floors of san diego comic-con they're going to be looking at what the reaction to, to, at your table uh, with the fans they're going to pick up the, the book they're going to ask some questions you'll never know who they are because they're going to be dressed like mom and pop right and you never know who comes across your table but those guys are looking for the diamond in the rough those guys and girls and those are the ones that that can actually make change your whole life um, you know, and we've seen it, you know, we've had so many people, um, licensing agents or whatever that just came across and they just like a mother shopping with her kid. And it happens to be the, the senior vice president of Disney, you know, so you never know who's going to come across your table. Um, that's why I say, put out the best work that you're p- capable of putting out that you love and you can sign your name and stand tall on. And, you know, and you'll never know who you're going to meet and just, you know, stick, you stay, stay grounded and stay focused. It, it was it was interesting. Like when you think about a, a store, uh, an IP like The Walking Dead, for example, right? I think Robert Kirkman hit it. Like he hit that sweet spot where it was it was trendy enough because it was zombies, but it was original enough because it wasn't about the zombies. It was about what happens when the people in that world interact with each other, and it becomes a character piece. Yeah. And he hit the right. He hit the sweet spot with that book where where it was where, where the corporate people could say. Oh, it's zombies. Cool, we can sell zombies. And then the people who were looking for something different saw this idea of like these people in this world now, and it became a, a people thing. Yeah. Um, True story. I pitched my horror novel several times before going indie. Most publishers were in the trending business and told me horror doesn't sell unless the last name is King. Jesus. Right. And and that's again uh, because they don't. And 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 I think, but someone like Robert Kirkman, right? came from left field nobody was doing that at the time well he tricked them yeah he tricked them into picking it up because he told them it was going to be an alien invasion at the end that's what he sold them on 
Then yeah. when they realized that that was never going to happen, it was too late because the sales were already were already you know coming in, and they were buying the book like crazy without that stupid alien invasion that they thought they were getting. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. You know, it's what it's um, it's tough. It's it's a tough game, especially today. It's tough because there's a lot of things. There's a lot of layers that you have to. It's almost like, um, was it Game of Death? Uh, was it with, with Bruce Lee? What was it? Is it Game of Death? Uh, no, it's uh, um, what's it called? What well, I know somebody didn't know was it. Not Enter yeah, the Dragon. It, it was a game of no, death. It was a game of death. Yeah, with Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah. Right. You have to go. Through all these, right. Yes, you have to go through all these layers. Right. The chambers of death. Right. Was it chamber of death? But anyway, anyway. So, the point I'm trying to make is that <clears throat> you have to get to. You have to get past. Um, you're gonna get audited, right? So they're gonna look at your book to see if there's anything that's can be socially controversial, mm-hmm. right? So you gotta get past that layer. Then they're gonna look at um, copycat. You know, what does it look like? Who are you trying to copy? Right. They're going to get past that layer. Then it's going to be like, is it is it marketable? Right. Can we make money from it? You know, is this is this a mini series? Is it an ongoing series? So all these things, they got to check the boxes. You're going to go through this phase. That's why it takes so long when you when you you're submitting stuff um, to get feedback, because now today it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder because it's being scrutinized by so many eyes. So well, you might have just, an editor that says, I like this, but then right. he has to, he has to take it into the pitch room and pitch it to his colleagues and his bosses. Yeah. And they, you know, they got to, they, it's got to pass that test. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is too, is like, there's so many more creators now, I feel like, or, or, you know, we, we can, we can reach out and there's so many more people that can reach out to the same. We have the same, you know, we know the same things. Yeah. You know, we can pitch just like yeah. anybody else can pitch. Uh, there was an author who told us she didn't get her big break and became and become a bestseller until a certain editor died because that editor just didn't like her work. Yeah. Damn, dude's gotta die. What's what up, up man? And uh, yeah, so I think that's the that's the 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 challenge, right? So it's the stigma. I mean, look at how many times J.K. Rowling got turned down before she got picked up, right? So I mean, and there's tons of them. I mean, Charles Schultz, you know, they thought he couldn't draw, right? And he had a billion dollar empire. Right. So I think, but he stuck to his guns. Right. And I think that's what it is. Do you truly love what you're doing? Are you passionate about it? Is it something that you want that are you trying to build a brand or you just want to make money and get in the game? That's the, that's the difference. If you just want to get in the game, make money, then, you know, compromise all you want. Um, But if you're trying to build a brand that comes with risk, that comes with sacrifice, that comes with understanding where, where you want to go with this and what are you not willing um, to give up. And for me, I'm not willing to give up the rights. I'm not willing to compromise the essence and the heart of the story and the character. Um, and, and I don't want somebody else telling me how to tell my story. You know what I mean? So that's where, that's where I stand. Um, is it, do you think an Alan Moore or going back away, uh, an HB Lovecraft could break in today Would they be considered to out mainstream? Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting question, man. I, I, I mean, Lovecraft, I think probably not. I mean, you know, got to head out. All right, thanks, Ryan. Appreciate you, brother. Um, I think I think Lovecraft, because of, you know, we know what he was writing about and who he was. Maybe in today's world, probably not, because people would be like, yo, you're too, you're too racist or whatever <laughs> it is. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, Alan Moore, I mean, I don't know, man. I, we talked about timing just a few minutes ago. And timing is, 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 is a lot. Yeah, you know, like the right time, coming in at the right time. And I think those guys came in at the right time. I don't think it would have worked any other way. I think there, there are certain people who, who maybe are timeless. And, th- and those, to me, are the classics, right? Um, but I don't know. Like Mary Shelley, for example, right? Mary, she- Mary Shelley, Rose Frankenstein. Would she? And I, I, I personally believe she would. Because if you look at that book and what that book was about, it wasn't just about a monster. It was about how society viewed that monster. Yeah. So it was deeper than just a horror book. And I think that that today still resonates. Somebody like Shakespeare, right? We still study him in school. Why? Because he's still relevant. He, he talked about love and, 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 you know, you know, Juliet, Romeo and Juliet is a timeless story about, you know, just families who don't like each other and kids who fall in love, who maybe, you know, are in the middle of it. So there are some people who would, I don't know that, that others, I don't know. What do you, do you think they would have? No, I think, I think, I, I, I think, yeah, definitely. Any monster stuff, 
will always be generational. People love monsters. Frankenstein, I think, you know, I'm Frankenstein, right? There's a point in your life where you're an outcast, right? There's a point in your life where you're different, right? Where people don't understand you. I think we've all gone through that, you know? And um, uh, so that's why, I, you know, Fr Frankenstein's relatable, right? Because I don't know anybody who didn't go through any period in school, whether it's elementary, mm -hmm. high school, or college, yeah. mm -hmm. where there was a point where you felt like you were different, that they made it obvious that you were different, Right. So and then how do you overcome those things? Right. You have two choices. You know, you fight back or you isolate yourself. Right. And um, so I think from that aspect, it's great storytelling. Um, you know, it just happens to be a, a, a monster. And he and he just wanted to be loved. Right. And you think about it. So um, so I think it all depends on the, the topic and and the time. Artist question. Uh -oh. Do you think fan art holds back most creators from creating their own original works? Is fan art easy compromise versus taking the, you know, you know that's a really good question. I love that. Uh -huh. What's up, Martino? Yo, I love that question, Charlie. Where you been at, Mike? Oh, what's going on? All of us need to come. Oh, of course, it's coming in cool fast. Back then. That so cool much back of it then. is time in gaming, basically, for HP before Rowling, but mm -hmm. it didn't blow up like it could have because people weren't ready for it. Yeah. So, yeah. to answer your question, Charlie, um, yeah, I think when you, I mean, you go and you see it, you go to conventions, right? There's a group of people in Artist Alley that's all they do is fan art, right? And 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 they're, they're selling their fan art and they have their prints and all that other stuff. And maybe because it was that was the easy road for them. Right. And because it, it's hard, dude, it's hard. It's hard to create your own and build something from it. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of research. It takes a lot of dedication and commitment and and trust that what you're doing, someone's going to buy into it. Right. So that's the that's the hard part. It's like how do, just because I love it doesn't mean that someone else is going to love it. I'm you know, I can go and do a Batman print and, 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 and do this and do all this other stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's. um um, you'll see it. I mean, you go to conventions and you and you just see it. There's a big difference. Yeah, I was oh, one of them. them. You know, I, I yeah, <laughs> I've seen too many people get pro work at Disney because of fan art to complete. Yeah, no, that, and then that that was gonna be my point. Like we used to call that contraband. Like if you were an indie creator and you had like these these pieces of like Deadpool or whatever on the table and you're trying to sell your book, you're you're killing yourself. You're killing your own property because people are gonna buy Deadpool before they buy something that they don't they don't. Know. Yeah. Right. But I think to me. You have to be able to use that. You have to be smart enough to use it. If you're an artist, use that to your advantage. Yep. If you're an artist, use it. If people want to buy Deadpool, then draw Deadpool. But say to them, I'm also drawing this. This is my book. This is me. You well, that's and, and that's print. a great point because that's yeah. why I do the duty as, right? No, well, yeah, so, that, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. so to me, it, it, yeah, does it deter people from buying some stuff? Some stuff? Yeah, absolutely. But at least now they have a piece that you drew. And if they become a fan of you, then they'll become a fan of your book. And so you have to kind of be able to use that. You got to be, use it, use it to your advantage. It's harder for a, for a writer to do that. You know, mm -hmm. as a writer, I can't have a, a Deadpool piece by, by the artist that drew my book. I'm not the artist that drew my book. They don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. When do you pull the plug on something when it doesn't resonate or attract an audience? Or do you? See, <clears throat> All the pens. You know, we had that question, right? Yeah. I think um, I we've I had that debate in a store um, with another creator um, when I was doing a um, free comic book day. We were doing a book signing, and it was about you know if you worked on it for for ten years and you got no traction, maybe you need to get you know, drop it and, and work on something else. It all depends, right? Because you think about it in the scheme of things. Let, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use you as an, an example, Daphne, right? So Daphne's been in the game for a long time. She's cultivated a nice following, right? But the world as a whole doesn't know that four or 5,000, whatever that population is that supports Daphne's books and, and loves what she produces, um, they don't know that there's a small population of people that bought into it because of reach. If she had the reach, that's a different story. So there's, a, there's millions of people that don't know the property exists. And if they do, they'll be experiencing it for the first time. So when you say you should give it up, Based on what, you know, so for me, it's like, we think we're such an, we're in a small grouping, right? Uh, indie comics, right? And we think it's a big population, but think about it. A couple of people, a hundred people here, a couple of hundred people there that bought into your book. There's millions of people out there that don't even know it exists. Same thing with what we do, right? Um, so it's still new. 
It might not be new to the readers, but it's yes. new to the millions of people who've never seen it before or the hundreds of thousands of comic book um, uh, collectors who do, haven't actually been introduced to the property yet. Mm -hmm. So why give up when you still have so many people to reach? Yeah. So you slowly build and you work on your strategy and you're hoping that the audience that you've cultivated become your champions and they promote for you as well. Right? I think I think a lot of it too is time. We we talk about we've been talking about this whole time. It's timing, right? What what may not pop off ten years ago, ten years ago, it didn't happen. Now may be the right time to bring it back out yeah. and get it out there to the public because now the public is ready for what you were trying to push back then. And to your point, Russ five three seven seven, for example, my book, I'm putting it out digitally. That's right my now. favorite issue, issue one, right? That book's been out for a very long time. But to your point, how many people bought it, right? Now yes. people are like, wait a minute, what is that? They don't know what it is. So now I, I, I inject it back into the, into the market, into the audience, and, and, and see what happens. You know what I mean? Like our, our, our stories, I think, as indies, tend to be timeless stories, right? Because these are things that I think you can inject them at any, point, at any moment. <laughs> you know, like stuff that, that you, you mentioned Daphne, stuff that they're writing, right? Like, you know, um, she's, got, she's got Eagle Raven. Eagle Raven was a character she created many, many years ago. It, it was just a logo on her website. And now she's killing it on Kickstarter. Every Kickstarter it, yes. you know, is getting better. She's growing. And then all of a sudden that story is taking, you know, she, she redid some of the things because it's such, it's, it's such an older story. She's redoing some of it. She's gotten better as an artist. And yes. that's what happens. We get better as artists. We get better as writers. We start changing stuff. Yeah, George, no Nick. That's <laughs> only Russell Wonder Duck. My books are a hard sell, but I do them because I love the work. There's not reason for me to, Stop just because my audience is small compared to the general population. No, exactly, no. and that's my point. And no, it's, so, so for me, you need to develop that big backlist back yeah. after you're dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Is so I think what happens is <clears throat> when we when we're when you're having a debate, you're, you're talking apples to oranges. We don't have the capital or the marketing reach. So we got to rely on the tools that we have at our disposal. And we hope and we hope that the people that buy into what we do, they go out there and promote it as well. And they say, hey, you got to pick up this book, right? And that's how you build. And then it's about being consistent, making sure you're constantly relevant. You're constantly producing. You're constantly, you know, putting out information. You, you're, you're building your email list. All these things you got to do, which requires work that most indies don't want to do, which is why they give it up. So they give up so quickly. Yeah. It, it is, it's, 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 it's difficult. It's frustrating. There are nights you're like, am I, why am I doing this? You know, right there. I go through that all the time. At least once a month, I'm sitting, staying in the bed. It's like, Yo, Sam, are you being stubborn? Yo, Sam, when is this gonna pop off? Yo, Sam, maybe you should you should have gone and take done that. Yo, Sam, right? We go through that, you know. And I think, it, and it's okay. But then I I have that moment of doubt, and then yeah. I wake up in the next morning, and I'm back in the game, and I'm doing it all again. You gotta love it, bro. You gotta love it, D. <laughs> Productive. <laughs> um, have a good night, my brother. Thank you. Um, no, yeah, absolutely, dude. It, it, it's it, you gotta love it, bro. This is a you have to. You have to love it. You can't just come in here thinking I'm gonna make some money off of this. You gotta love it because there are gonna be nights like you said. And even when you do make it, that imposter syndrome is real. Yes. Even after you're in, and people are buying your stuff, and they like it, and they like you, you start doubting yourself. Like, why are they buying this? Is it like, mm -hmm. are they really buying this? You know, so you start having those those thoughts in your mind as well. So it's it's a mind trip, man. It, but you have to love it because if you yeah. don't love it, you, you're not gonna last. In this and time. celebrate the wins, like you know, for instance, like I was just talking to George about this today, right? So I, I decided I'm gonna I'm not gonna do any of the fan expos because they they're really basically out pricing the small guy, right? They just raised their price to five hundred dollars for a table, right? And I'm like, for a six foot table with only like two feet behind you, and you're you're, you're squashed in. Your name doesn't go on the website. You don't get your information until like two weeks before the event. They, they don't, they don't, there's no respect there. So I'm not doing it. I'm doing a Denton kind of art exposition. They posted on social media. Um, guess who's back? We're so excited to have Sam Vera back, the creator of this name in my toilet. They they didn't have to do that, right? That they, 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 there's for me, those are the events I want to go to where they treat you special. Right, those are the events you want to go to. I love that Denton Comic Expo. What I love about them as well is that it's free to the public, right? And so you get all these people from all walks of life that that come in and whatever, and it's fun. And when you're there, they give you refreshments as as a vendor, and, and they treat you special. So for me, it's like 
that says that they that what I did when I was there the last time stood out to them. And they say we, you know, we definitely want him back, right? So those are the things that that reinforce why I'm doing it. It's those little things that make a difference in your psyche, right? It's like, wow, I, I really feel special. Someone appreciates what I do, right? Even if it's one person, right? And that's and sometimes that's all you need. I, th I think I think what you also need to do is also find yourself a friend or a buddy in this industry that is, is just as passionate as you and discuss, talk about this stuff, mm -hmm. keep each other motivated. Yeah. Because it's a lonely, it's a lonely world out there, bro. As yeah. an indie, yeah, indie. It's in the, the speaking word. Yeah. So when you don't have that, it's easy to just say, ah, F this, man, I'm done. But if you have somebody asking you, yo, what's up with that book? You finished that? Did you do that? How's that going? Oh, I, I just created this. I did that. I did. It's nice to have that conversation with somebody who understands what you're doing and what you're going through. Because our significant others sometimes don't understand it, right? They don't get it. They don't. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you can't no, really no. talk to them about it, right? Because no. they don't get it. But no. when you find somebody that does get it, a buddy, a friend, you know, you know, whatever, it's different. It, it makes yeah. it, it it makes it worthwhile. You know, yeah. all right, cool, cool. I can't wait to get this done. I can't wait to yeah. do it. What was that the definition? I'm obsessing with this book called The One Hour Content Plan. Oh, it has me thinking of my work in a way of marketing online. I haven't thought about it in a while. And that's the other hat we got away, right? Love the work, but understand that. Uh, the other types of work, especially marketing, you need to do. Yeah, that's the yeah. other side of it, right? We love to be creators. We 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 put, you know, we hang our hat on the fact that we're creative, but we also have to be business people. Yeah, right. We have to be marketers. We have to do this. We we have to understand that that's also the other side of that. Yeah, and, and that not only that. I mean, and if you if you're an artist and you have a, a YouTube channel, that requires a whole nother level of commitment. Right. Because what I found is people are loving the videos that I'm putting on the art channel. And now I have to keep up because now it's, there's an expectation. Right. So now I'm like plotting out future episodes and I'm writing scripts for this and how I'm going to edit and all these other things that takes away from time. But I'm but I'm trying to build a following. And, you know, and the, the, what sealed the deal for me uh, with the art channel is when I was in Puerto Rico and I had a couple of people who subscribed to the channel in Puerto Rico came to meet me to tell me how they appreciate the oh, channel, what I do. That's crazy. Yeah. For me, I was like, what? Yeah. I was, you know, so I think that's, so there are people that appreciate what you do, even if it's a small population that, that you know, for me, that's, that's, that's more, more worthless. That, that's priceless. It's priceless. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you can't, Someone else is laughing and, and at your story or enjoying it. Yeah, awesome. and that's the stuff that keeps you going, right? Yeah, it's, it's those little things. It, it doesn't have to be big. It's just those little things that boom automatically keep you motivated. And uh, yeah, makes a difference, dude. Makes a big difference. Makes a huge difference, you know. And I think, uh, and that's what it is. I think uh, at the end of the day, just ask yourself, why am I doing this? Am I in it just for a quick buck, or am I in it to build a brand? If you're in it to build a brand, there's going to be a lot of restless nights and heartache and, <laughs> and letdowns and emotional roller coasters. And, uh, you know, I'm telling you a good old old fashioned, you ever had an old fashioned nice drink, um, helps calm my nerves. Cause there are days where I'm like, what the bloody hell am I doing? Right. And then I, then I reset and then I go over to the draft table. My, the safest space for me on this planet is sitting at that draft table and just drawing, you know what I mean? That's where I have the most fun. Go back to your point. I will say, guys, I learned more for sales being a vendor at a comic con than huh. I did. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Big shout out to Sal because Sal had it on lock. I remember being across from him and, and his table was just booming. But you're right. You learn from that. Any mistake you make, any and that's why I think that when when the convention shut down for a while, it was scary, bro. It was yeah. the pandemic. It was scary. But that's when that's when Kickstarter and all the crowdfunding things blew up off. Because yeah. We had nothing else. We had nothing. It was it was just that. But he's absolutely right. You learn so much behind that table about how to sell, what to sell, pitching, convincing people. You you know, I remember Sal had a bell. Bing! And people would be like, what the hell is that? It was almost like Pablo's dogs, bro. Like and, and he would just bring it and, and, and just created this atmosphere of fun. It's fun to go to that table. Let me go there. So you learn little things about that you wouldn't you wouldn't know if you were just trying to sell online. Yeah, I, and not only that, you also learn from your fellow artists. When I go to conventions, I like to go early in the morning. After I set up my booth, I like to walk around. I like I get ideas from people's setups. Oh, I love um, what how how 
Huh? Yeah, it's the best. The best. You, know, you get all these ideas and inspiration. And then I listen to conversations like the people who really do the, the pitch well. I'm like, yo, I gotta I gotta fine tune my pitch. And I'm like listening. I'm like, it's like, oh yeah, that, that, that was that's a good hook. Right. And so I think you, there's two things. Number one, when you're there, you're in an arena to learn and to connect, right? And and network. And um, and that's the best place to be. I mean, I love it. I mean, I got I have four more events this year lined up i'm excited about it i mean that's where i'm i'm at my, I'm at my best when i'm talking to people i love the face-to-face that engagement problem yeah. yeah and and to Lori's point you know when somebody says that like when somebody says what was what was her comment uh someone inspired me to do x me to do x is create a cocaine it really is yeah when somebody comes up to you and does that you know what i mean it's very yeah true. yeah yeah i that. mean and, yeah and, and i think it don't be so arrogant where you feel you can't learn from everybody bro What's up, Paulie G in the house? Yo, what you know up, what It's like you know, um, yo, I, I tell you right now, the the there's um there's a population of um uh, creators, anime creators, right? And you and you'll see them at certain events where they have this big, beautiful, elaborate booths, and they got all this chachki stuff, they got keychains and all this or whatever. But they put a lot of thought into the design and setup of their booths, and that's where I got a lot of my ideas from. I was like, man, these girls really know, you know. Because I think sometimes guys can be lazy, right? <laughs> and we're just gonna do we're gonna do the basics, right? But some of these girls are so damn talented with with the visuals, right? The presentation, Whoa. right? And so I'm like, whoa, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. So if you look at my booth today, a lot of the influence came from these anime um, um, creators. But you got to remember, dude, when we started, bro, it was enough to have a, t- a tablecloth, some books on the table. That's it. And that was it. That was enough. Now you have to stand out. Yeah. There are so many people at these conventions. There are so many indie creators. There are so many people doing really great things that you have to step your game up. You have yeah. to. Otherwise, yeah. you're just going to get lost. You can you can no longer just have, uh, 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 you know, uh, just a, a tablecloth and some books. Unless, yeah. we said it earlier, unless you're, you're Brian Polito or you're... You just show up and sit down and, and sign. show up and bam, everything's off the table. I sold it. I'm out. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they ain't pay anything for the table. Unless you have that kind of clout, you have to you have to stand out. Yeah, if you watch the if you watch you have my my video, my my setup gets bigger and bigger. Right? Yeah. So every time I'm like, well, yo, and, and that's the other thing is you have to be careful that it doesn't get too big to the point right. where it's it's off putting because it's just too much. It's overload. It's just too much there. So you have to find that that balance to look good in social media. Yeah, design, <laughs> design, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, exactly. Word. It's like um, it's it, it it and I think that's the biggest thing. It's like so you want to be able to like what are the things that attracted a lot of people who wouldn't have bought the book were the other stuff that I had, the prints, the keychains, the stickers, you know, the buttons, you know. Um, and so they would come over, oh, I like that keychain. How much is it? Oh, I like this. And then it's like, well, that's the character from my story. This is my comic book I created. Then like, oh, I'll take it. Yes. And they're like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll what are, you know, how many issues are there? I said, well, I have one through four, whatever. You know, you start that conversation, but that so. Because not everyone's going to want the comic. They're going to want something else. So I try to offer as much as I can within my means to be able to get to a broader audience. And that's basically what I found. A good percentage of the people in the past few conventions were attracted to the other stuff that were not comic books. But then they ended up walking away with the comic book after I that, that brought them in. That was the, 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 the hook. And then I just had to deliver the pitch afterwards. Right. Um, and so I think that's the... That's the um, was it unless you're a pimple? <laughs> it's funny. Um, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta find you gotta find what works for you. And but again, if you're starting out, a tablecloth and your book and a print is all you need. Um, and then you start building from there. I mean, look how long it took me to get to where I am with my setup. It took years, you know, uh, learning and learning and learning. I think the setup I have now is pretty legit and it and it's been working for me. Um, and so that's the, that's what I'm gonna stick with. Um, but again, you gotta find what works for you. Um, it's not an easy, there's no right or wrong answer, guys. Um, it's all trial and error, you know, test and try, test and try, test and try. Um, you're going to have some wins, you're going to have some losses, and then you're going to find what works for you. You're going to find your voice, your lane, and then what you want. And that's what I'm, what I'm building is people going to say, I know that's a Sam piece. That's what I want. Oh, I know that was illustrated by Sam. Oh, that's a Sam piece. That's what I want to hear. Um, uh, and that's what I'm working towards. Um, and it requires, it means that I got to keep grinding. Yes, indeed, my friend. Well, listen, our guest didn't show up tonight, but that no. didn't stop us from having a great show. Thank you so much, everyone. Everybody, who yeah. showed up tonight. You know, big yeah. shout out to you all. Thank you so much 
for keeping us keeping us entertained with the questions. And, yeah, if you, know you like this episode, awesome. don't forget to give us a thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. Remember, when we grow, the indie community grows, and that's why we do the show. Um, you know, it's uh, to give the uh, a spotlight to those who don't have the reach, right? And that's why Crash Craze was created for um, in 2005, and that's why we do what we do today. It's really just to connect with um, guys like us, you know, and uh, give them give them a voice. Hey, what's what up? up, Chris? All right, man. Thank you, <laughs> Big Mike. Yeah. Mike, where's number four, bro? I'm waiting for number four. Big shout out to uh, Michael San Martino. I haven't seen you in a while, kid. Anyway, yes, Sam. So what else we got? Another great show. Thanks, Lou. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With that said, you know, again, don't forget that uh, we do have an art contest going, oh. and uh, enter the art contest and uh, draw uh, duty and one of the characters from the series. Click the link. It's in the summary in th this this uh, live stream. And um, for instructions and um, the, the deadline is August 1st. Get a chance to win $100 a month free of promotion on Cats of Craze. A one-on-one -on -one interview plus get featured in issue number six of Designated in My Toilet. Um, and uh, again, just draw duty and one of the characters. and uh, One of the characters. Other characters. Not duty as duty as something else. Two different characters. <laughs> George B. George, So where are you going to be at the 19th? George is going to be. <laughs> I'm going to be at Royal Collectibles, everyone, over in Flushing, Queens, with designated with designated team, Mark Torres and his comic book. Uh, AR coming your way. Wow. No, AR is not. AR is not. Uh, <laughs> doesn't qualify. Doing, we're going to be doing a signing on Wednesday, July 19th. So if you're in, New, in uh, Flushing, New York, Queens, New York, go check it out. Royal Collectibles. We'll be there from 3 to 6 p.m. And don't forget that Russ 5377, number one, the digital version of the book is available today. Go to anyoneworld.com. That's N, the letter N, the letter E, the number one, world.com. And uh, download a copy today. Yeah, yes. man. And don't forget, go to Kid in the Comic. Get your copy of uh, the, the newspaper comic strip where Duty's featured as a comic strip. Um, Kidinthecomic.com or go to your local book, bookstore and ask them to order directly from a kid in the comic. So um, with that said, we appreciate every single one of you. Uh, yeah. I am Sam the Crazy Man Vera. George the Dreamer Medina. And we are out. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was talking about my friend Laquise. Say my name. Say my name. Right? <laughs> this is what you were thinking? Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. 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 Jesus.